Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge season 35, Total Madness, episode 14. Your time is gonna come. Wow. Before we get into our recap, boy oh boy, do we have some other stuff going on in our lives. Specifically a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash reality blows and you can sign up for that $5 bonus tier. Gets you two bonus episodes a month. Plus you get a sticker from us. It's a lot of fun. Make sure you're listening to Monday's episodes. That's our normal podcast. That's free of charge every Monday on this same feed. I'm sure most of you listen to it, but if not, get up on that shit. And also you can rate this podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Give us a little review. It's free of charge, and we love you for it. Ashley, let's get into it. This episode begins with um, what is proving to be an ongoing thing, which is the call to action about D. Um, you know, they're letting us know once again, they're parted ways with her, and she, but they will remain true to the season. Uh, I'm sure you guys are watching this show and thinking, who is D? Because dang old dang, did they cut her out completely. Imagine you started watching like the, the episode that D started getting edited out, and you're just like, there seems to be like somebody who snuck on set and just like <laughs> shows up in wide shots of this show. Is that a producer? Yeah. Why is she dressed like everyone else? Yeah. Um, this episode begins with Kyle and Johnny doing a fun little bit to introduce last week's episode they let us know that last week we had a tribunal formed of an entire team and that casey and bailey are not getting along boy oh boy uh i i don't know how deep the relationship between bailey and casey runs but if they really are just going to break up a friendship that was built on reality TV, on reality TV. I mean, I feel like that's the ultimate reality TV move. You know it what I mean? It feels very, yeah, it feels very much like a plot line come. It could. I believe them. Though. Yes, that's I believe the thing. it. It feels I don't, real. It does feel real. And if it's not, kudos on them. But I, I do believe it's real. And I just think like, wow, what a world we get to live in where you can watch these two people build a relationship on one network and then watch them break up on a completely other franchise on a different network. That is reality TV at its best, folks. It's wild. We also are reminded that Melissa sent Nani home last week. Hey, Nani Nani. Goodbye, goodbye. I wonder if she'll ever come back. She she didn't leave with her head held high this time, as she mentioned. Normally yeah. she's upset yeah. and pissed off. This time her head is held high. Um, She did p possibly aid in breaking up a relationship between another cast member and their SIG of... Uh, maybe not being super happy about that in hindsight, possibly. But still, she had a season. She had some storylines. Do you want to see Nani back? Yeah, of course. Yeah, me too. me too. I find like there's a lot of talk about like Nani shouldn't come back on the internet because there's this argument that like she's never going to make a final. And to that I say, so what? She's a good competitor. She makes dailies interesting. She's always politicking. Like she brings something to the show. Right now, the challenge has entered this chapter of its life where we have like, um, you know, a top percentage of elite, of elite competitors right there who are going to make the final. These are people who are professional athletes. OK, Nani is not. 
Nani brings some of that, you know, um, just some of that character. A little joie de vivre. Yeah, she brings a character that we know and love the challenge for, which is she is good athletically. She is good, you know, making moves, and she's not afraid to be messy. She's a messy, messy woman. And I'll say this. Nani is exactly where we want a old-timer to be. She hasn't lost it in the looks department yet. You know what I mean? She's not all crusty and old, like if they were to bring back Derek again or something like that, who's yeah. just a little too old. And also, uh, you know, doesn't really make friends with the newbies. Like, Nani makes friends with the newbies. You know, I find, like, sometimes you bring back someone like Derek. They kind of hang with the people they know. Nani got a whole thing going on this season with a new prospect, not yes. a rookie, a prospect. And uh, I appreciate Nani for uh, all of the contributions she makes to this show. I wish her luck in the off season. It's going to be a long off season. Hopefully, she can uh, you know drop some of the marlboros and pick up some of the barbells and and do a little working out. And uh, I don't know, make make a couple more alliances off camera, you know, before she gets in. I want to see her coming in with like, hey, I'm the head of a huge alliance, and I'm just going to coast to the final. I just want to see one last run for old Nani. So Nani, thank you so much for your service. The first interview we get is. Kyle and he is talking about how he wants a red skull not only does he want a red skull Josh wants a red skull too then we see a lot of people talking in the bunks and Josh says that he is mentally exhausted of thinking about his red skull he's tired he wants to put it behind him he can't think about the red skull anymore the same scene every week for the entire show of Josh sitting there going, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of waiting. I got to get in there. Got to get my red skull. This time it seems like it's put up or shut up because there's literally only two guys that don't have red skulls. That's so right. it's like, okay, what are you going to do now, Josh? Clearly we are really at the end here. Are you all talk for the seventh episode in a row? Or are you actually going to go and get your fucking ass in there and get yourself a goddamn red skull? Kyle and Josh don't have red skulls. Bailey doesn't have a red skull. While this conversation is happening happening in the bunks, there's sort of um, uh, an idea put forth that maybe this time will be a double elimination. A guy and a girl, they ask. And then, for reasons I'm not completely sure of, they all start talking shit about Anissa and saying she's dead weight. It seems to be an ongoing joke. Kyle's bringing it up. Johnny's batting it back. Going back and forth, an anti-Anisa thread has begun on this episode, and I am not here for it. You know, I'm not really here for it either, especially, you know, during this episode, you really start to feel for her because this continues. But, you know, I don't feel like it's a joke. I feel like what it is is uh, Johnny going in there and telling everybody like, hey, listen, I've been in a million of these things, and I know that there's going to be a point in which even though this is a solo competition we are going to be paired up in some way shape or form and if it's it's usually guy girl and do you want to be paired up with anisa because i know i don't want to run with her and then that sort of poisons the well and i don't think this is fair i you really don't really don't what 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 aspect of it i don't think targeting anisa and singling her out as someone you don't want to run with because she can't run is fair 
I mean, who there's a bunch of other people who can't do other things, okay? And sure, I can't think of any of them right now, but I know there was a puzzle once, okay, that Corey got stumped on, and it took him forever to do, and I think it cost him... Uh, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm just grasping at straws Johnny can't here. do puzzles either. I mean, we're talking. No one ever talks about puzzles. It seems... It's always like endurance. If you don't have endurance and you really can't run, people get super upset being paired up with you now. But what we've seen in the past is swimming, dog. Yeah. Who can swim? Who can't swim? I don't know. I mean, I assume Casey can swim. She seems like an an amazing athlete. Bailey's built like a swimmer. She looks like now I'm starting to see her. She looks like she's like six foot tall or something. She seems like she's got long limbs, but I can't remember. Bailey has been in the water. I'm tra- talking about the prospects here. Yeah. Who are the prospects can't swim? Like Fessy. Fessy can swim when mm-hmm. he was in the water. Yeah. Seemed like Swaggy was the only one that we Swaggy really had saw issues. having yeah. issues. And so. Nelson has some issues. I and think. Nelson's got some issues swimming. But that's uh, there. The the fact of the matter is, is that this Anissa conversation to me felt like it came out of nowhere. I was like, what is going on? Why is it all of a sudden that they're talking about this in a way where it shows that they have been talking about it for quite some time? Um, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I mean, can I be off the record on the record? Yeah. So I, you know, it seems like it's it has there. There's been this certain way that people have been talking about Anissa in interviews this season, where people kind of go like, "I love the girl, but she might not be in the best shape." Mm-hmm. There is you're must, right, and that's on camera after the fact. You're right. So they must be behind the camera going, "Wow, Nisa really, Nisa really's in in bad shape." And I don't want to. I wouldn't want to run. This probably ha- has happened since she got her skull. This is another example of how um, it would be so. It would be such a pleasure. It'd be such a nice thing to do for the viewers. If the challenge included times on things, because like we don't really know on these dailies. I mean, we have Jenny saying like, yeah, Nisa's not really doing that great. But then they come in second place. So it's like we don't know if Anissa's coming in 30 minutes behind everybody. That would be good to know as a viewer. Can somebody put Anissa on Big Brother? Oh my God! Great idea. I mean, for real. Great we, we, idea. We've done the swippy swap, switchy swap. Yeah. This way, I understand Big Brother probably has a million more viewers than this show, and you're not. But like, put her on Big Brother. She's would be fabulous in yeah. Anissa that would be great. setting. Yeah. She does not need to be on the challenge. This is not her strong suit. You know, I mean, historically. Uh, but her strong suit would be some hanging out in the house, making friends, making lovers. Politicking. Politicking. Get her in there. Nani, too. Nani yeah. would win Big Brother. Yeah. Nani would I win Big Brother. I think we got a lot of Big Brother prospects on the challenge. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Johnny says in an interview that he doesn't want to be attached to Anissa in a file. Kyle in an interview says her best days are behind her. And then Nelson in an interview says, this is so disrespectful. She has experience. You want experience in a partner during the final. Wow. Thank the challenge gods. Nelson is really getting a rewrite on his character this season. And I am happy about it. Second half of the season, Nelson has come back around to sweetie boy Nelson. He is no longer evil Nelson. He did that already. 
He went for Evil Nelson. I think you brought up a great point, which is that, because I was like, what is this rewrite? Like, what is this character switch thing that's happening to Nelson? Why was he so bad? And now he's being so wonderful again and reminding us why we love him on the pod. And you said he got his red skull. He got his skull. He can relax a little bit. And he did say at the beginning of the season, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, he got his skull, which is his ticket to the final. And you know that Corey, who has turned over a bunch of... one and a half new leaves, uh, being his child and his unborn child, um, where he is not a guy who's like a sick dog anymore in the house, hook, trying to hook up with people and break hearts. He's had a change of heart. He's looking at Nelson. He's like, young bucks no longer are these are these guys that will do anything to win. We are the heroes. We are the heroes. You're looking over at Fessy. We get Fessy's story in a little bit. Oh Fessy's God. got almost had me in tears talking about his story. Young bucks are now... The un- they are the underdogs who will eventually be the heroes of this show, and I'm calling it. I love and, it. And, and Corey, who I'm going to say right now, is the leader of the Young Bucks. He always has been. And I feel like he, I think him and Hunter could have been uh, head-to-head on that. No, Just, not at all, because Hunter, because Corey united Hunter and Nelson. He did, but Hunter is the best competitor out of all of them. Yeah, but everybody listens to Corey. <laughs> And right, Hunter's fine. never coming back. Well, we'll, Fingers t- we'll crossed. have to have a separate podcast about this on who is you the You know leader, what's interesting? They're not calling themselves the Young Bucks not this yet, season. But as you know, uh, Fessy online. They've been tweeting it. He, he's, yeah. he was, he's been, a, he, he got uh, initiated yes. or whatever it is. They I probably, love it. I wonder what the initiation is. I imagine a good barbecue, like a real nice barbecue yeah, where they're just hanging maybe out. Maybe they do like a fun. Like a good cookout like knows? where they're all hanging out. and do, I would say it's wholesome. Yeah, it's definitely wholesome. Um, But yes, I I feel like Corey and Fessy was like, look at us. Look at us. We are unstoppable right now. Are you really going to be evil, Nelson? You got your skull. We have our skull. Okay, moving on from Nelson's turnaround, we get our first heartwarming scene of the episode. I'll say there's two scenes on this episode, and they are back-to-back, that were my favorite scenes, and they were both early in the episode. We get Anissa FaceTiming her mom. It's cute. Her mom's chewing gum, okay? We learned some things. We learned that it's cold there, wherever they are. Anissa can't tell her mom. Her mom says, have you fallen in love yet? Which is really just such a fun little window into Anissa. Because you know Anissa's coming home from these challenges year after year, season after season, and telling her mom about someone she fell in love with. Yeah, I mean, and that is sort of Anissa's uh, MO for, for a bunch of these seasons, where she has a relationship coming out of this thing. And usually it's kind of sticky. It's usually it's not, it's not the best one. But. but it really did make me think like, wow, Anissa has been telling, like Anissa's flings on the challenge are her falling in love when she's talking to her mom, mm. which is sweet. And I don't know, made me feel like. Do you think they live together? Her and her mom? Yeah. Um, I hope so. I do too. I, I hope really they do. live in like a little house somewhere. Her mom was like, you better win this so you can take me to the Bahamas. And yeah. I was like, that would be a fun gals trip. I don't know why, but I immediately loved her mom. Yeah, her mom was awesome. Um, And then we learn in an interview with Anissa after this FaceTiming that she has been on 12 seasons and she has won zero. Yeah. But Anissa, you have brought so much to this franchise. So do not feel that your time has been wasted. Well, listen, there's a lot of people who are not so good at the challenge who do not get to ask back. and That they, is true. They ask her back. I mean, she had... But she's not... You can't say she's not good at the challenge. 
Uh, I would I would probably say if you're good at the for me uh, I mean good at the challenges like you really have a shot to win the thing, and unfortunately the way that these finals are built they are not built for somebody who is not in tip top shape they really yeah. aren't. Well, everything I said at the beginning of this episode about Nani applies to Anissa. Sure, we're in a new chapter of elite competitors. These are this is the CrossFit era of the challenge where you're not you know if you're Anissa if you're Nani it's going to be hard to pull out a win. But that doesn't mean you're not bringing a lot to the show. And for that, we appreciate you. The next scene that we saw was my second favorite scene of, well, it was my first favorite, but it was the second scene of heartwarming scene in the show. It's Corey and Fessy bonding as they play pool. We learned that Fessy put all his marbles into the professional football world and then he wasn't drafted and it crushed him. And now the challenge is really sort of his fallback career in a lot of ways. Reality television. I know. He went right from knowing that he was going to be a defensive end in the NFL to putting himself on two pretty big franchises as far as uh, reality TV goes. I mean, that's pretty incredible to be an athlete and then find yourself on Big Brother somehow. Amazing. Um, and uh, I don't know how well he did on the show. Uh, I don't know if he came away with any money at all. He but did well enough to make it to the challenge. I mean, he must have been interesting enough. I mean, I think the fact that he was able to play that game and then also he's like six foot whatever, 200 whatever pounds. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure people are like, oh, shit, he could be really good on this show. Andy's sweet. Andy's hot. Also, we learn that he... He talks about growing up in a post 9-11 world. Right. This was uh, this was almost got me here. Um, he grew up Muslim in uh, a, a post 9-11 world, as Ashley just said. And um, it was, you know, he got ostracized and he always wanted to prove that, uh, you know, kids like him could grow up and be in the NFL, too. And that's all he ever wanted to do. And he was uh, slotted to be the 30th defensive end. There are 30 teams in the league. Mm. So he was right there at the end. he was 31st. Or, yeah, he was right so at the he end. So yeah. he thought he was going to be 30. He ended up not getting drafted. Wow. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's all she wrote. But I don't know 30 defensive ends in the NFL. Mm -mm. I do know Fessy, though. So, mm -hmm. I mean, as far as, like, notoriety goes and being able to tell your story, I mean, he's telling his story right now. And kudos I, to the challenge for including this. I like to know more about these people. And I want to know how this was. This was clearly a setup for Fessy to tell his story. In my mind, I feel like I want to know if, a, if somebody prodded him, like, go play pool with Corey or something and go tell your story. You need to get it out there because you're on this show for right now and – I think it'd be good if you kind of got your thing out there. Or he said to somebody, like, I want to be able to, like, share my thing here so people could get to know me. He's like, all right, go play pool with Corey. Or is Corey like, dude, let's go play pool. We'll go bring over a couple of cameras. We'll tell your story and we'll talk during the pools. Like, he knows how to do it. You know, Corey knows how to tell a story at this point. I bet it was Corey. I bet Corey was like, like, they were talking and Corey's like, you need to get this on camera. Yes, yes. Come on, let's come over here and do yeah. this. Because it was very much like Corey, almost like the interviewer, like knowing the story already, yeah. but being able to be the viewer learning the story. And then at the end, giving like... The, hey, you know, you're doing your thing and, and this is great and clearly you're going to be here for the long haul, man. And, and you know what I mean? Like he yeah. kind of gave the seal of approval at the end. It was very nice. Little did I know this was a setup for us on some drama that that, that happens between the two of them. Those those dirty, rotten uh, rea reality TV producers setting us up 
for some drama for this relationship. Setting us up to knock us down. But we'll get into that in a bit. This segment ends with Corey in an interview saying, listen, it's me. It's Nelson. It's Fessy. We all have red skulls. Okay. We're going to the final. I'm looking at my team. This is my team. We're going to the final. That takes us to um, a montage of shots of the people sleeping in their bunks, exercising. Bailey's like eating cereal in the activity room. All of a sudden, the lights go off. Bailey jumps up. Why are the lights going off? And then Josh with uh, under eye um, patches explains to us what's happening, which is that the alarm is sounding for them to get their clothes on, to get ready to compete. And it is the middle of the night um i saw bailey eating cereal i saw a lot of people sleeping in my mind this was very early in the morning <laughs> and then when they were like oh no this is actually nighttime and i was like oh this is this is wild it was wild bailey is excited this might be her opportunity to get a red skull they go to a night daily, and it is called Running Out of Time. They're playing as individuals. TJ says it is a double elimination, a guy and a gal. And the way that this works is they're on... Th- there's a bunch of trash bins with your name on it. And then on the, you know, a little far away is like a pile of heavy rocks. And then you run back and forth. You gather rocks. You put them into other people's bins, whoever your enemy is, quote unquote. Then you have like a five second alarm to get back to a stand where you will try and hold your barrel up the longest. So really what this comes down to is people um, putting their rocks into other people's barrels in hopes of stopping them from being able to hold up their barrel and not make tribunal. Okay, this is an interesting daily, uh, or I guess it's a nightly. What do we call it? It's, da- it's a daily at night. I think that there was uh, there weren't that many people there, you know? So it was kind of like, um, it's so late in the season, we weren't, no, nothing was happened that exposed some underlying feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is a sort of a daily where usually someone goes, well, I saw so-and-so put a rock in my thing. I didn't even know we had trouble, which is what I was thinking was going to happen. But because I think alliances have just been so clear at this point, that didn't really happen. Um, Corey says in an interview that this feels like Friday Night Lights. He's excited. Bailey says this feels like a gift from TJ. I finally have a chance to work for my Red Skull. We go to commercial. When we come back, Josh explains how the game works. Josh is getting good at this, okay? Just reiterating the rules to us. Fessy is in the lead as this begins. He wants to win. It's very important to Fessy to get in that tribunal. He wants to secure his place in the final. He doesn't want there to be any possibility that someone would put him into elimination. I find it interesting that we're not getting any interviews from people not in his alliance talking about how much of a threat he is going to be at the final if he makes it there. Um, You don't hear Johnny talking about that. You don't hear um, Rogan talking about that. Kyle. Now, I also found... Wait, hold on. Yeah. We had Jordan talking about that at the beginning of the season. And when Jordan left, that went away. Interesting. I I don't understand why I'm actually not hearing that from anybody. The only thing, final talk, I'm hearing is this, you know, Anissa stuff we've already addressed. But you don't hear anybody talking about how Jenny's going to be a problem in the final, except for D a couple of episodes ago when Wes was still here. Um, talking about, I don't want to go up against her in the final. I I, I, I find it interesting that they're letting D and um, 
they're letting D and Jenny, I mean, they're letting Fessy and Jenny kind of get a pass to this thing. Yeah. Because what we see here at the end is nobody puts anything in, in, uh, uh, although we don't see anybody put anything in Fessy's um, thing, uh, bucket. Yeah. But at the end of when this is all said and done, we find out that his bucket was heavier than, say, Corey's bucket was. Yeah. Um, so somebody was, but they just decided that that's not going to be a storyline, and so they're not showing it. So they must be talking about this, and they've decided that they're not going to go that way as far as the television show goes. But to me, strategically, that's the stuff I want to see. I mean, I hate to talk about Survivor more, but a huge part during this time in Survivor, if we're talking about the uh, chronology of the season... Um, when you're at this point of a season in Survivor, there's a lot of talk of who do you want to sit next to at the final ceremony? Because who do you think you can beat? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who would be a layup here? Yeah. And there is just a little of that talk. And, and that's it's what all Big about Brother, Anissa. too. It's all about Anissa. Yeah. Here. So, and it's, that and is it's weird. It's weird because that's the game. I'll you tell know? you what, if Cara Maria was in here. She would be, she, I think that this season was, you know, she would have thrived on this season and so would Polly in terms of putting the heavy hitters, thinning them out, getting to the final. Maybe we need them. I think we do. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying it. Maybe we need them. And I think that if Jordan had lasted longer, he would have done that too. I think he's the kind of person that would have been trying to actively get Fessy out. As much as I can dislike Jordan at times, I would say I do miss Jordan at this point in the game. Yeah, because Jordan would have played this this format a little bit more aggressively. We're seeing people play it kind of uh, passively is what it feels like. Um, Okay, so Fessy's in the lead, and then unfortunately Anissa is last. Everyone notices it. She notices it. Everybody's putting rocks in her barrel. Can I say this? It seems pretty easy to have not been disqualified into going into the second round. All you have to do is not go for that last piece of rubbish right now i wonder did they just not know when the alarm was going to go off i was confused because some people just stopped and went and stood on yeah, the they're platform. like i'm good because yeah. really what are you doing you're going back to get you only can get one thing you're I going know. back to just put it in somebody else's bucket to make it 10 pounds heavier than the last time but let's not get to the second part of this because there is a second part right now in the first part rather running back and forth uh, trying to fill up people's barrels with rocks fessy josh Corey, and nelson decide that they're going to work together to target kyle first he's the only other guy without a red skull so they're going to target kyle first and then they're going to split their rocks boulders between rogan and bananas um Casey, we see Casey try to decide where to put her rock. And we're like, oh my goodness, where is she going to do it? She puts it in Bailey's because of last week's fight. I think something is going to come of this. Nothing comes of this. Anissa sees that her barrel is full, wonders why. Nelson, Kyle, and Anissa don't make it back in time for stage two. Bringing up your point, why the hell not did they not make it back in time? Or, more importantly, why did they go for one more boulder? I got a theory. Yeah. Uh, a, I don't think I don't think Anissa knew she had, thought she had a shot in hell. Yeah. On the second one. Yeah. She's already got a red skull, and so she's like, I'm gonna not compete in this any longer. And so she just made it look like instead of a disqualification, she looked like she was just gonna go and have the time run out. So she uh, she just went for that last Possibly. one. Possibly. Kyle wants the house vote. 
Kyle never talked about being in the tribunal to throw himself in. He has already told everybody, next man vote. I want the House vote. Is everybody in agreement? Apparently everybody was in agreement. And you even hear Fessy, Corey, and Nelson go, we'll put it in Kyle's, and then we'll let Josh go in the tribunal because Kyle will be the House vote. Josh will be thrown in by tribunal. They say that when they make the decision on who they're going to distribute their rocks to. So I think it was all sort of... I think they knew, and I think Kyle was like, I want to guarantee myself to not be in the tribunal so I can be the house vote. And I think Anissa was like, I saw how many rocks are in my thing. It's late at night. I don't feel like competing anymore. What's the deal with Nelson? I think Nelson doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't want to go up against Fessy and and Corey, possibly. You know so what I mean? So you're just saying that they all purposefully lost this I first think they round. all were like, made, I don't think made so. I don't look- think Nelson would ever purposefully. I think he did. I think he was like, he knew he had enough people no. on there. I think he did. I don't think it was possible to be disqualified. I disagree with this. They are now up on the platform for round two. They've got to hold up their barrel. What is this called, this motion, Nick, and weightlifting? Deadlift? They're kind of doing a deadlift, would you say, with the barrel. It's attached to like a T-pole. Yeah. Um, And they're up there for a little bit. And then we see something happen that watching it happen was very interesting. I just didn't really understand why it was happening. We watch uh, all the guys kind of fall out because they had been targeted. So Kyle, Rogan, Bananas, um, they're out. And then we see basically Josh, Fessy, and Corey left. Josh and Fessy cut a deal, which to me seems very clear that Fessy is saying, we're going to be in the tribunal, me and Corey, and we will bring you in as one of the nominations but apparently you know later after this scene we see a little bit of a fallout and uh, an anno- um, sort of a back and forth because Josh thought Fessy was saying he was going to put him in the tribunal so anyway Fessy and Corey tell um, Josh listen we're going to be the tribunal at least this is how I re- saw it this is where it gets confusing to me editing wise you're going to be in the tribunal we're going to nominate you as w- we're going to be in the tribunal and we're going to nominate you. And then Fessy and Corey are left. We know that Fessy has a lot more boulders in his thing than Corey. And Corey's saying, like, I could be here all night. And then Fessy and Corey make a deal that if Corey drops it, Fessy will nominate him for the third person in the tribunal with whatever, you know, woman wins. This is where I get confused. I get confused on two two issues here because we get an interview with Johnny and he's saying, I just watched Fessy promise Josh that he would be in the tribunal. And I just watched him uh, promise Corey that he would be in the tribunal. Only one of those other guys can get in there. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. Now that's not what I watched, but that is what Johnny said back to me. So I'm assuming that I, that's what happened. Now, the other thing I'm confused about, I know why Josh wants to get in the tribunal, because he wants to make sure that he can get that red skull. I'm not so sure why Corey wants to get in there. He said in an interview at the beginning of this episode that if he wins this daily, he'll be in the tribunal five times, and like that's more than anyone else. But like that doesn't seem to be enough reason for him to be so completely dedicated to getting in this tribunal because spoiler alert he doesn't get in the tribunal um fessy's the winner and jenny's the winner they go off to talk and they have to pick the third fessy's like cory 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 i said it would be cory and jenny's like no it's either got to be kyle or josh they don't have red skulls and then they go back and jenny says it's josh 
Corey's upset. I don't understand why Corey's so upset. I don't understand why he wants to go into the tribunal so bad. Do you have any ideas on this? I mean, I have the theories that we didn't see, which is the fact that, uh, you know, you do see Bananas throw a um, rock in Corey's bucket. So um, I, you know that Corey and, and mm. Bananas don't really have a good connection. They're, mm-hmm. they've, they've classically been enemies. And I think he looks at Kyle, Rogan, and Bananas as a uh, an alliance. And he's like, well... I'd be a person that they wouldn't want to run against. Mm-hmm. So I think he thinks he that there is a target, right. even though we're not seeing that because this show is angled a certain way for us based on the outcome. Um, it's being at- edited in a way where things are not completely explained. But I think you're right, because I also think if Corey and Fessy were in that tribunal, then they would have had the deciding votes, right? They would have been figuring out who went in there and how fun would it be if they put johnny in right it's uh there's there is a an alliance versus an alliance thing here that we are not getting as a storyline which is the young bucks versus the bananas alliance and we know that josh and bananas are best friends and we know that jenny and bananas are close so if we have josh and jenny in that tribunal then bananas essentially is going to get his way yeah um i mean you can even almost think of it almost like you know Jenny, Melissa, Bananas, Kyle, Kyle, Rogan, Rogan, and Josh. Josh versus Fessy, Corey, Nelson, Anissa, Bailey, Bailey, and D in the middle, kind of. Yeah. Um. Even though we just don't know what the fuck's D's, D's what's going on. Who with knows D. what's going on? <laughs> Is with D, D gonna win this? Um, <laughs> Who anyway. knows? It's interesting though when this happens when Jenny says it's gonna be Josh. Because Corey taps her on the shoulder and he goes, so you're going to do me wrong twice, huh? And then Corey in an interview says, the list keeps growing on favors she owes me. Fessy in an interview says, I feel bad I couldn't keep my word with Corey. We're back at the bunks now. Corey in an interview. He feels like he just had a win taken away from him. He would have won that. His bucket was light. Okay? He could have stayed there a long time. And he made a deal with Fessy and so he dropped it. And he's saying for the first time in the game, he has to question his friendship with Fessy. Now, Jenny has done Corey wrong here. The truth is, is that she does owe him two favors. Corey um, saved her from going into an elimination that D wanted to send her in. Um, and he gave her that, that red skull vote early on, gave her that red skull vote. Um, and so she owes him. But you know what? She's not in an alliance with him. This is, Jenny is a, an interesting character. And unfortunately, like I said on last week's episode, we are sort of robbed of her rivalry with Dee, which I think would even give her a more of a deeper character on this season. But you can tell hence here that she is, she is politicking. She is in an alliance and she seems to be playing a smart game, even though she has made Corey angry. That brings us to House nominations. These are quick and easy. Kyle's like, please vote me in. They all vote him in. Bailey is like, please vote me in. They all vote her in. Although they make it, the setup of this makes it look like it's not going to be like this, but it is. They do try and build tension, but I think the scene can be just really sort of boiled down to those two things. That brings us to an activity room. Melissa is talking to Fessy. She's like, did you talk to Anissa? You know, you talk about Anissa, you talk to Anissa. Some of the guys don't seem to want to run with her in the final. Melissa's planting the e- the seed in Fessy's ear. 
because he is on the tribunal. That brings us to the bunks where my guy Nelson is telling Anissa the truth. He's saying, listen, Anissa, people are saying they don't want to run a final with you. You need to start politicking hard. Love this. Love this, Nelson. Uh, and you know what I actually appreciated about this with Nelson is that he didn't just go, hey, listen, people have been talking shit behind your back. I just want to let you know. Okay, so just know that. And which is stuff that we've seen before in people that are friend friendly, you know. What I thought was kind of novel about uh, this particular scene is that he didn't just do that. He allowed her to kind of vent a little bit and ask. And then, well, then she's like, well, it looks like maybe some people are like, well, we don't want to run against Casey. So possibly, you know, Casey could be the person that you can you can angle against here, Nisa. And Nisa's like, yeah, well, then we'll go to Casey. And it's like, well, I mean, who could you possibly flip? And it's just like, well, you'd have to flip X, Y, and Z. But that would, would uh, I forgot the person that they said. Oh, Fessy or yeah. somebody. Yeah. You could flip Fessy. He'd be the easiest. But would does Fessy want to run a final with you? Like, I don't know if that's the case either. He, like, talks out a bunch of different ways that she can go about it. Yeah. But almost... It's almost telling her the jig is up, Anissa. I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I don't see a way out here that is going to be super simple, and you better work your ass off. It's not just, hey, people are gunning for you. You better watch your back. It's, Anissa, you need to do something. You need to change. You need to start politicking right now. And you you needed to start politicking day one here. You yeah. didn't do a good job playing this game, even though you, you're not safe at all. And quite honestly, you might need to start working out in the off season, or this is going to keep happening to you. That's how I kind of read this. Yeah. It was not as much as, a, hey, listen, here's how you're going to get yourself out of this one. It's a good luck. Here's what I think you might be able to do. But really, you needed to make these decisions before you came on this show because your 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 back is against the wall in a way that I'm not too sure that this show can handle any longer. Anissa in an interview says, I don't understand why I'm hearing that people don't want to run with me. They're being dumb. Like these are people who haven't even been in a final before who are saying this. And then Nelson in an interview said, I had to let her, I had to let her know the truth. That brings us to a night out. Um, we see Fessy talking to Josh about how Corey's mad at him. So Corey's still mad at Fessy. He feels disappointed that Fessy wasn't able to get him in that tribunal. My question is why? Why wasn't Fessy able to? Do you think Fessy backed down too easily? Why did Ginny get her way here? I don't get it. She doesn't have more power than Fessy. So what I think was going on here is another piece of this story that we didn't see, which was exactly what you and I just talked about. Jenny, Fessy knows that Jenny is in the Bananas Alliance. And Fessy, you can hear Jenny when they deliberate for those few minutes right before they make the choice where Jenny's like, Corey's safe, Corey's safe, don't worry, Corey's safe, he's not a target. She says that to him to quell his fears that Corey is going to be somebody that they're going to try and steal a red skull for Kyle from. So I feel like that is the thought process here. Mm, um, man, we're really connecting the we're connecting the dots. We could be wrong, y'all, no, I don't think but I wrong. think we're right. I'm ju I'll just go back to clearly we see Bananas and Jenny yucking it up and hanging out a lot. On this, Bananas wants, you know how Bananas does not want to run with Anissa? Bananas wants to run with Jenny. Yeah. Bananas wants Jenny in that final. Yeah. And so, um, and I'm sure he's probably talked to her and like, if it's a choice, you and me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, 
Uh, I really do feel like that was the scare. The, the, the problem with Corey getting in there is Corey really thought his head was on the chopping block. It's just the viewers had no idea because he what his head was not on the chopping block right um and they decided to go a different way with the story so that's why Corey's like fuck i'm still i can still get fucked here somehow i can still go home bananas is here and i'm here and he's in a he's in a better position it looks like than me um fessy help me out help me out he couldn't help him out and then so fessy instead of creating waves and making her pissed to maybe make a crazy decision he decided to just trust her and then they she they put Josh in. So um, I don't know. I would have liked to see the storyline. We don't have to keep saying that, but <laughs> we then see Corey talking to Anissa. They're buds. I like that these two are buddies. I like that these two have each other's back. They had like something. They had like a a real connection on Bloodlines, and it has uh, maintained a solid alliance for every season that they're on. And I appreciate that. I like that it has lasted the test of time. Um, he's talking to Anissa. He says he hates Jenny. He had a win taken away from him. And then Anissa goes to talk to Jenny. And she's like, listen, please don't blindside me. Just don't blindside me. Jenny in an interview is kind of like, you know what? I might want um, Anissa in the final. I'd I'd like people to be in the final that I can beat. Um, can I also say something please? just because I'm thinking about it? That whole thing about the Jenny and Fessy conversation. Yeah. Because Josh. Josh is really what we didn't. I don't think we mentioned that yet. Josh is in Banana's Pocket. Yes, we have mentioned they, that. They're, oh, okay. they're buddies so they're, through uh, and through. But Best we, friends. Did we mention that on this podcast? Yes. So he's in there too. I, I think that's a very, Jenny, I mean, you can get outvoted. Very uneasy Yes, for like I, we definitely said that Jenny and Josh being in the tribunal means that Johnny has sway over what happens. Very uneasy. And Johnny is pulling these str- the strings here. And we get little glimpses of that in his interview. When things go his way, you get an interview from him and go, I got to be honest, I kind of like the way things are going here. It's because he masterminded. And we didn't get to see any of that. I like the challenge more when Johnny is trying to mastermind things and people are calling it out. When Ashley Mitchell is being like, you're doing this and you're doing that. You know, I like when there's someone in the house who is pulling back the curtain on an alliance. Right now, this is going exactly how Johnny likes it, which is he's making moves and he's not ever having to discuss it. He's just sort of commenting on the outcome in his interviews. At least that's what I think is happening but we're 99% sure after having watched the challenge for 45 years that we uh, know what's happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. Um, okay. So that brings us to the tribunal. They got to decide who they're going to bring in for nominations. Okay. Uh, they decide they're going to bring in Rogan and Nelson. Um, you know, there's a, con- there's a, a quick option to bring in Corey. Does that the conversation you want to have now? And then they sh- Fessy shuts it down. Jenny's like, nah, let's not do it. Then- and, and really what that is, is like, Fessy's like, do not bring Corey in here as a way to just have this conversation by putting his head on the, accidentally putting his head on the chopping block because we all know that that can go left really quickly. Please, can we just not have him in here and so he can be my friend again? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, let's just bring in Rogan and Nelson. Those guys are funny. And so that's literally what happens. They choose them because there's nobody else to choose. And they're like, well, we know that Josh is going in regardless. He doesn't have a red skull. He's got to go in. Rogan's my friend. uh, Nelson's your friend. Neither of them are on the chopping block. They know it. Let's just bring him in here and see what happens. And when they, 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 they bring them in, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second. It really is just a lot of levity, a lot of jokes. With the ladies, it's a little different. They're going to bring in Anissa. And they're going to bring in Melissa. Right. And that really uh, is a, uh, that, 
that's a tense situation because some one of those two people who have a red skull is going in and yeah. they most likely do not want to they put the names on the board everyone from the bunks runs to see who's up there Nelson's like, man, he sees his name. He goes, I know I'm a loser, but make me feel like a winner. Aww, <laughs> Poor sad. Nelson. And yeah, so he they uh they they go in there, and Rogan also too is like, what the fuck, man? You, I wrote and down everybody a, laughs at them too. Yeah, my notes for the guys interview is just guys interview all laughs. It is all laughs. So then Rogan comes in for. Oh wait, we see the uh, the women. Women uh, see it's their name different. up there. It's, it is a little different. It's a little different. You can tell Anissa. Anissa immediately when she sees her name, you see just a little fire go out of her eyes a little bit. You yeah, know. Melissa's worried that Bailey is going to try and get her in there because she knows Bailey has talked about wanting to go against her. But luckily we get nothing from Bailey this entire episode. So uh, I started to think that Melissa's probably pretty safe at this moment. So um, we we go back into those tribunals and the guys come in first and Rogan comes in first and he's upset because it's uh, they brought him in on laundry day. And he is wearing like a Hawaiian shirt or yeah. something. And also his collar is like ruffled in a way where you can tell he didn't realize. Yeah. Like Rogan would have never walked in there with the collar kind of uneven. And it was uneven. And to me, it was really like he was getting drunk, hanging out, and did not think his name was going to be brought up here. And it's like, fuck, I got to go do one of these things now? All right, I'll be right back in his gym shorts and his Hawaiian shirt. And he sits down, and then uh, Jenny just goes, tell us a joke. And then they all, and then uh, he all laughs, and, and he goes, the joke is that I'm here right now. I think Rogan's funny. I wish we got more of Rogan outside of the D drama. I like Rogan because he makes people so mad. Um, but I, I didn't like the Jay thing. But yeah, I think Rogan might be funny. I think Rogan might be a funny guy in the house. I think Bananas, Rogan, and Kyle are a barrel of laughs. And we're and just not seeing it? We're not seeing it. I think we already know that Kyle is funny. But Kyle's I think very funny. Rogan might be very funny, too. Um, and uh, I think everybody likes Rogan. And I think Rogan plays almost the perfect game in uh, in all of the seasons that I've seen him play. He's had, he had to play a lot harder last season. This season, he has not had to play hard at all, and he is doing fantastic. And I would be, it would be weird if he didn't come away with money, in my opinion. Um, but I yep. agree. That brings us. I do agree with that. That brings us to the girls' interview. Don't really have much to say about Melissa's interview. We didn't see Nelson. We didn't talk about Nelson. Okay, let's talk about so Nelson. So Nelson comes in, and he's uh, a little sad that he's there. Yeah. And then they're all kind of like, uh, don't worry, Nelson, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, all right. He's like, oh, I hate you guys. And then he leaves. Yeah. So clearly nothing's going to happen between those two. Right. So then the women come in, and it's a, it's a sorry sight, these two women. Yeah, what do you have to say about Melissa's interview? Because I got nothing to say. She immediately is on the attack. She's on the defensive and on the attack at the same goddamn time. She's like, hey, I'll let you know right now, Fessy, do you really want to run with Anissa? Do you really want to run with Anissa for a million bucks? Because Fessy's like, hey, listen, like, I don't really talk to you very much. Anissa's my friend, and that's why it's really tough for me. And then he, she cuts her, him off and is like, oh, yeah, is that worth a million dollars? Because you think she's cool? And then uh, she, he's like, damn, this is tough. And then she leaves. Uh, well. There is one thing to mention here is I think that her and Josh address the, the fact that they have, don't have a Oh, Josh is like, you've come at my throat. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> and then so she leaves and then Anissa comes in and it's kind of sad. Anissa comes in. You know, this is sad, but she does. She mains, maintains dignity. You know, we'll give her that. She's saying she brings up all the points that are important, um, that she does have other talents. 
and that no one really knows what it's going to be like until they get there. And as far as she knows, it's an individual season. It's going to be an individual elimination. Um, also, she keeps making the point that she has gotten to the day before the final, like what, seven times or something yeah, she's like that's my challenge career yeah, is going so, home right before the final which is right now guys so which is uh, right now can can you can you help me get over the hump and i don't know we come out of this and it it's a little bit even more murky than it was going in as far as what the decision is going uh to be there for the women uh in purgatory we go to a commercial when we come out we're in the activity room and Corey's upset he's talking to fessy he's like pissed he's still upset with fessy and in an interview he's like at this point in the game you see people's real colors when they're talking Corey's like the only way you can make this better is you look in the camera and you tell them i would have won okay because my barrel was lighter and fessy looks in the camera and he says listen his barrel no she he didn't say because my barrel was lighter he said just t- just look at the camera I and won. tell him i would have won and then fessy looks in the camera and he's like I will admit that Corey's uh, barrel was way lighter than mine, so it would have been close, um, which I actually thought was a great moment. I thought it was fun. And, and then he goes over there, and uh, Corey goes and like kind of gives him like a Christian side hug and goes, all right, Fessy, that's strike one. This is what I'm talking about when I say, like, last year, when I say, oh, my goodness, I can't, I'm so excited that Corey and Nelson are going to be on the show because I feel like when they are on the show, we see um, – male friendship at its best okay and I feel like Fessy being brought into this is showing us that as well these are guys that actually like each other okay like you we know who's Johnny Johnny's friends are we know who Kyle's friends are we don't see their male friendship happening on the show like we often see with Corey and Nelson and now Fessy this is what I like this is why I like them on the show yeah um, we then see a montage of people working out. The sirens go off. I mean, are we going to talk about the fact that we uh, had to run it back to see a glimpse of Kyle's thinning hair? You tell them. Tell them <laughs> well, what that's happened. That's what happened. He's working out, and it's just you never see Kyle with with himself sort of out of sorts here. And uh, there has been rumors on the internet that he may have some sort of hair plug situation going on. And uh, it's been, you know, he's the he's a classic bandana bandana guy. You know, bandana guys are always like, hmm, what's going on, bandana guys? Bandana. 24-7 guys so he hasn't been a bandana 24-7 guy ever since he's kind of been kind of outed on the internet you could tell like the following season he kind of switched it up and but his hair was out of sorts when he was working out you could tell there was something going on on the top of that head and that's okay kyle you're you're a good looking guy you're tall you got a lot of tattoos your hair isn't thinning that much whether it be plugs or not and you have great personality so i don't think you should be threatened by your hairline kyle and just let it hang out tell the world there's a lot of men your age that suffer from the same situation why don't you be the spokesperson be their guiding light kyle come out come out and tell us all that you're bald Sirens go off. It's time for purgatory, y'all. Melissa says in an interview there's a 50-50% chance she's going in. She's so close to the final. She'll be gutted. Yeah. I'll be gutted. Mm-hmm. Anissa says this always happens, okay? I always go home right before the final. My gut is telling me something ain't right. That brings us to purgatory. It's two cars, and they're, there's a, they're rope. There's like, they're inside rope circles. Anissa looks at Bailey, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And Bailey's like, I was going to ask you the same thing. TJ says, Bailey and Kyle, come on down. The house voted you in to purgatory. They go down. And then he looks up at the tribunal. He says, first we're going to see who the tribunal wants to put in for the women. 
Fessy, you're going to vote first. Fessy gives a good speech. He tells us why he will not vote for Anissa and that his vote is going to Melissa. Good on you, Fessy. I like that you stood by that. Ginny is next. She's like, this is a really tough one. But I came into this game with Melissa, so I got to vote for Anissa. Ouch. For a second, I thought we might be able to spare dear sweet Anissa. But alas, Josh says he has to go with his gut. (laughs) And his gut is Johnny Bananas. And Johnny Bananas is telling him to vote for Anissa. Yikes. So there you go. I think Fessy knew. I think Fessy knew the vote. And I think Fessy knew it was safe to vote Anissa. That's just my my thought. Do you think Corey wanted to get in that tribunal to protect Anissa? Because we know that Corey and Anissa are in an alliance. He wanted to protect himself. He wanted to protect Anissa. Yep. It was big for him to get in that in that uh, tribunal. And, uh, uh, you know, good for Fessy. You know, I, I think this is a great Fessy episode. Good so. for Fessy. But you know what would have been better, Fessy, if you had gotten Corey in that tribunal? Yeah. I would have liked that more. I think he knew that he kind of screwed up there. You could tell he was guilty. But... Alas, uh, what happened is what happened, and Anissa is going down versus Bailey and whatever this deal is. That brings us to a commercial. When we come out of it, it's time for the guys, the tribunal, to pick who is going to go against Kyle. Josh, uh, he does like a little rambling speech, and then he goes, um, It's my time, Teach. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of heart. There's no quitting me. Yeah. It's, wait, you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Can we back this up? Sure. We come out of commercial, and um, we that's when Josh votes for Anissa. So it was left on a cliffhanger that Josh said he has to go with his gut and vote her in tonight. It doesn't say who. When it comes out, he says he's going to vote for Anissa. I write down, um, Anissa in an interview is very mad. Josh, Johnny in an interview says he doesn't want to run a final with Anissa. That's when I write in parentheses next to it, did he orchestrate all of this? Which it sounds like he did. It sounds like we've cracked the case on I that. I think so. TJ says, y'all know Anissa crushes shit, right? Hell yeah, TJ. I appreciate that. Then it's time for the guy pick for the tribunal. And that's when uh, Josh says, it's my time, Tej. He runs down. This elimination is called knots of war basically there are two cards and players have a they're connected to a rope they're going to try and make as many knots in this car as possible after 15 minutes they switch ropes with their opponent okay and then they have to undo what they just did we've seen this before i think this was the last elimination that durrell was in when it was in that sort of um, dome that he had to go through. Yes. Um, yeah, they used to do it with the dome. Yeah. And now they're doing it with now the Now they're doing it with cars. So I got to say, Anissa looks defeated going into this. Um, it's women first. <sighs> uh, when I saw this, I was like, are they going to have to pull cars places? Because that's going to be good for Anissa. Yeah, same. Uh, but it turns out she's going to have to weave her body in and out of tiny windows. Yeah, it's true. It's actually, it's not... Um, it, it's not, it should have been a pulling. You're 100% right. Yeah. Okay, so the girls go first here, and um, it looks to me as though uh, this is made for Bailey. She's thin. She's younger. She looks a little bit more athletic, although the rope seems kind of heavy. 
So that's the kind of thing. And what they have to do here is not only do they tie everything up in the cars, then they stop after a while, they switch, they have to untie, so they have to go through all the cars and undo what their opponent did, and then they have to drag that heavy rope outside of the circle. And that's what goes on here. So we see Bailey. Bailey seems to really knot this thing up in and out, every window, every way you can. You kind of look at Anissa, and Anissa's not exactly doing what Bailey's doing. She seems to be wrapping things around the same parts of the car that it doesn't look like she has been able to kind of weave herself through the smaller spaces, which would have been good for her because that makes things a little tighter to kind of undo. And she even says in an interview, you can't help but look back at your opponent and see the work that she's making for me. And I realize I got to pick it up. Everybody's kind of cheering for who they want to cheer for. You can imagine Corey Fessy Nelson cheering for Anissa. And then you have Johnny Bananas and the crew cheering for Bailey. Corey says it's hard to tell who's winning, um, but he says this is a good one. Okay, this is elimination is a good one. I guess it is. I guess it's kind of hard to follow this one, but. You know, all of a sudden it does look like it's tied. They do like an aerial shot and it's like, okay, this is tied. And then, you know, Anissa is trying to get her ropes out of the circle. Bailey's trying to get her rope out of the circle. And then Bailey wins. She starts crying. She's so freaking happy in her interview. She's like, I just got a red skull. I've never been in an elimination. She's losing it. I'm happy for her. I think this is great. I'm happy for Bailey. But I am so very sad. To see Anissa crying and saying, I just can't catch a break. Josh could have made a difference for me. And Anissa is pretty much destroyed. Well, maybe it's all for nil because Josh goes in next against Kyle. And Josh is going to try to bring his big ass through these (laughs) tiny little windows. Yeah, this is not made for big people. Not made for large bones. Kyle and Josh seem to be uh, almost close in height. But uh, Kyle's way more uh, thin Mm -hmm. than Josh is. He's wiry, kind of, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, they go through their thing. And you could tell Kyle is pumped about this. You can see he's kind of excited uh, to do this one. And Melissa is, like, coaching him from the side, telling him to go in and out of the windows. We get an interview from Johnny saying, like, basically, God bless Josh. I feel bad for that big goof, he says. He doesn't Uh, seem to have a strategy. He doesn't work well under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) He's tying himself into knots. I mean, this is your best friend, Josh. Wow. It's crazy. So they're doing it up, and then they switch to undo and it uh, it it goes as according to God's plan. Kyle wins, gets his uh, rope out of the circle first. Josh is going home. Mm. In an interview, he could have saved Anissa on his way out. Did not. Gosh, Josh, what a fool! What a fool! Um, as they exit, TJ says to Anissa, I've known you for a while. You're one of the best. I appreciate her getting this cred from mm-hmm. TJ. Sure. Josh says, good, and then he says to Josh, good luck. <laughs> Corey in an interview says, this hurts for me. I know it hurts for you too, Anissa. You did a good job. Yeah. Anissa in an interview says, I think I sabotaged myself more than anything. And to that I say, don't turn this on yourself, Anissa. Okay, don't turn this on yourself. TJ says to Bailey, you took out a legend tonight, Bailey. Congrats. And then to Kyle, he says, you took out a guy who cries a lot. <laughs> and he's pretty good. But he's he's good. <laughs> that is, I can't believe that TJ did that to Josh on his way out. Incredible. I mean, what does he have against Josh that I, he did that? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I did laugh when it happened. Do you think he's pissed that he voted for Anissa? Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think PJ let his feelings get it. Yeah, get it I think he did. I that is I was the, wild that he did that. And I wonder if Josh heard that at that point or he was already Josh gone. Josh is just standing like three feet away. <laughs> He's like, the fuck, man? Now, uh, TJ says you're both amazing competitors. Might be the reason why Josh has decided to do Big Brother next season instead of doing the challenge. Who knows? Nelson says, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, now TJ's going to tell us that it's like we're going to have a location change for the final. Like, I'm so excited. And then TJ says, everyone has a red skull. Everyone is qualified. All right, I'll see you guys soon. And they're like, what? What the heck? And then Johnny says, it's time for the games to begin. We've gotten down. We're rub-. Johnny just goes through a bunch of sort of worn out sayings. Sound bites. It's time for the games to begin. Rubber meets the road. Time to crack skulls. I was like, That's what she said. Yeah. So, you know, he, uh, yeah, he, what he's saying here is now, finally, we've gotten to the point where people actually don't want to go in. Yes. So we're going back to our traditional way of this game being played by trying your hardest to not be thrown into purgatory. Yep. Which I find is going to be interesting. I assume there's only going to be about two more episodes of the show, and I think that's going to be the final and the last episode before the final, and I think the last episode before the final, whether that be next episode or not, is going to be a purge. I think what we're going to get is not... There's a lot of people here. No way all these people are running the final. No way. No way. I, th- I say almost. I say half the amount of people that have skulls are going to be going home. Next Do you want to talk about who you think's getting a winner's edit at this point? Because I got somebody I think is getting a winner's edit. I had assumed Johnny, but ever since Wes went home, we haven't seen much of him at all. Yeah. Um. Same. I think that. And if you guys don't want to hear us, yeah, you could go yeah, ahead. and say you can stop now. You can get out of here. But we're just going to sort of spitball who we think is getting the win- winner's edit. I think for guys, it's Corey. I was going to say Corey and Fessy, yeah. but I think Fessy's going to win this. Really? I don't, I don't see anybody beating Fessy. I'm sorry. I just don't. Wow. Who he, do you think's getting a female? He's the edit? fastest. He's the strongest. He's the yeah. biggest. Yeah. And he's young. He's probably younger than all those guys. Yeah. Um, Jenny. Yeah. I think Jenny and Fessy are the ultimate winners here. And I think that's because they are the most fit people. I'm going to say Jenny and Corey. I would love for Corey to win this. And I'm going to say Fessy comes second, Nelson comes third, and then for the women, I'm going to say Jenny comes first. <laughs> I don't know who, what other women are getting any sort of a good edit here. You would think Casey, D but Melissa. like, yeah, D, Melissa, yeah, that makes sense. I see that. We'll see. Maybe Bailey. Oh, wait, Casey. No, but like we don't know anything about Casey really besides that she had no, like a thing with I see Jenny, Casey, D. Casey is not getting any sort of a winner's edit. Uh, who in knows fact, how it's even going to go? I bet she goes home in a, if they do a purge. We'll see. I and really, I'm basing that completely off edits. I really hope Dee goes home in this purge. I just can't have her in the final if this is how they're going to treat it. If they have her in the final and they're cutting her out of the final, it's going to be unwatchable. Really? And I'm glad there's going to be a big old hiatus because I think they need to do some work. Um <laughs> Okay, folks, that has been the show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you check out all of our podcasts. We drop a regular podcast every Monday. As you guys know, we drop all our recaps on Thursday. And we have a Patreon where we drop two episodes a month uh, for $5 per month. Signing up for the Blowness tier over at realityblows.com, over at patreon.com forward slash realityblows. You can find all of our shit that's on the internet at realityblowspodcast.com. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And as always, may uh, TJ berate Josh and praise (laughs) Anissa.
Bye, Anissa. Love you. Thank you so much.